At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. What is up? Welcome back to Bleach Boys number 15. We are still in the middle of the Shusuke Captain Amagai arc, which Yay. has just been meh so far. Hasn't been the best. Um, last time we did it, we did the first six episodes. This time we're doing another six episodes. I got to say that last podcast we did, I wanted to die. <laughs> yeah, Josh yawned so, a lot, so then I started yeah. yawning. On this one, um, I'm just going to go ahead and ruin everybody's hopes and dreams right at the start. There's another 10 episodes <gasps> of Jesus. this filler. So you know, last you time I was like, you know, we're almost done. We're probably about yeah, halfway no, through. I thought, well, you told us, it's like, oh, it's like a 15. That's not the case. Oh, so that's it's not what, the case. 26 so, episodes? It's probably like 22. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who in there? That's almost half a year <laughs> yeah. on this guy who's just happens so to be. So that's a good point. And I think mm. that's important to remember is like people watching it probably are fucking pissed. Yeah. That half of a year is gone. They go out of the Waikumundo arc into this arc for half a year. Is that guy's yeah. name really Amagai? Yeah. Yeah. So is it like. His, A-M-A-G-A-I. But I feel like his He's whole dude. like thing is <laughs> yeah. like. Guys, I'm I'm just I'm a guy. I'm a guy just like you guys. I'm a soul reaper just like you. I love you. Um, he doesn't really do and that. I feel, well, the way he was like trying to have a drink, he was trying with to have buddy stuff, buddy moments. I, I, yeah. you're probably you have more context than yeah. I do. But it just feels like they were trying to do a heavy play on words. They're like, oh, guys, he's just a guy like everybody else. Well, I, I don't think the Japanese would be that's true that with the with the English. They changed words. it. It's a fucking filler arc. They can go wherever they want with it. Warning: This Bleach podcast features many spoilers from the upcoming anime arc, Thousand Year Blood War. So if you've not read the manga or you do not want to hear spoilers for the upcoming arc, viewer discretion is advised. Uh, where we last left off. The uh, Lady Ruricio was attacked by assassins, which could was really do the whole arc over and over again. Everyone was an assassin. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, not much to say about that, but she went to the world of the living where she had her little tea party. And then now she went back to, I'm sorry, she went to the Serate. Now she's going back to the world of the living. Okay. So we pick up with uh, Yukaku Kumoi, which is his full name. And he basically is saying that he allowed Lady Ruricio to leave to the world of the living because he can't attract the attention of the 13 court guard squad. So he's got he's to play it sly. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Kenpachi mm-hmm. just showed up. You know, yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ooh, that's probably a little too close to home. No thanks. <laughs> um, then the main, <clears throat> I guess kind of assassin, we'll call him the main one, the blue-haired assassin uh, takes the mirror sword and then he's like, hey, take that, go fuck off to the real world, go assassinate her. And he's like, cool, so love it. just hand this <clears throat> thing to everybody? Yeah, because the whole thing, as they describe later with these swords, is it's basically a Zanpakuto that anybody can use. Uh, so that's kind of like the cool thing about it. Yeah. Is like a, a normal Zanpakuto, it's the wielder. It's very it's unique to, to the them, wielder. Yeah. Meanwhile, this one is like, yeah, you can use it, but it's going to fuck you set. up. Yeah. Oh, it fucks you up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh. It so we see a young boy. His name is Master Kenogi. He's being summoned by uh, Kumoi. He has a name, so I imagine he'll be important or not. Oh. We don't know. Uh, Ichigo and everyone are then having a meeting with the new returned Urahara, who is, he's actually shown up in this arc. Wow. And he pretty much confirms that they were allowed to leave. is much easier to deal with people in the real world than it is in the Serate. Urahara says they've been running low on supplies, specifically the raw materials reishi. Um, for some reason, there's one particular type of it that is being depleted drastically. 
it's all happening under the radar, and it's hard to believe something like this would be happening naturally. So Urahara thinks something is up, which, you know, shocker it is. There is one thing that they can connect to this phenomenon, and it concerns our little princess when they're talking about Lady Ruricio. It seems it all began as soon as she had appeared. Classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the filler arc began then. Um, they asked Kinryu, who is the one who could speak, just so we're all keeping track. Thank you. <laughs> if he knows anything. But he says that the only thing they're interested in is protecting Lady Ruricio, so nothing else concerns them. They don't know. That's course, a good way to answer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Urahara says, well, we should just investigate a little more before we do anything, and that's that's all. Then we see our um, blue-haired assassin, who I'm not going to go ahead and change it to a bit more of a uh, bluish-purple, because oh. now it's nighttime and his hair looks different, oh, because it's uh, shading. We could also refer to him as the only assassin that hasn't killed himself. Mm-hmm. He actually gets a name, which I'll just go ahead oh. and spoil. His name is Hanza. Really? Yes. Yes. Not Hanzo? So, um, Hanza shows up with a gang of other assassins on the hillside. And he basically tells his cronies um, that their job is to lure uh, everybody away from the princess as planned, and then off they fucking go. And if you have a really good chance at escaping, just make just sure jump to jump into the Gatsuga. Yeah. Just yeah. always kill yourself. So uh, we kind of go right to Ruki and everybody else, and they immediately sense the spiritual pressure. Ichigo tells Ruki and Orihime to take Lady Riccio home right away because they're outside coming home from Urahara's house. Uh, back in Soul Society, where we pick up with Kumoi, who is telling everyone that Master Kanogi, who is the young boy that we met earlier, he is to become the new head of the Kasumiyoji clan. So he wants to like plant this boy in there. Uh, some of the older people of the clan say that they disagree to make such a decision without Princess Ruricio is wrong. Another chimes in saying that the Kasumiyoji clan has always had a female sovereign, and it's been an ironclad law passed down generation after generation for centuries. A male cannot head the clan. Oh. Nice. So p- very progressive. Yeah. Kumoi yeah. responds saying that uh, you forget that Lord Kenogi, who we've never seen this guy before, by the way, came to this clan as Princess Ruricio's betrothed. So he was supposed to be married to Princess Ruricio. Yikes. Isn't Gross. she like nine? Yeah. Which the girl that was at the tea party in last episode was also about nine. Uh, even though he will be in that position only while the princess is absent, this is in our best interest to ask him to be Lord. So he's trying to convince everybody to be okay with letting him put this uh, young boy as the leader. Others basically end up standing up, and they're like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. We oppose this decision. They got tradition. Yeah. We cut back to Ichigo, Uryu, and Chad, who they are searching around. Uryu senses the enemy's presence is kind of spread all over town, so it must be a trap. Ichigo says, well, we'll know once we fight him, so let's split up. Because uh, that's just the way you handle uh, encounters, really. I Yeah, does anyone have, like, a fear for their life <laughs> in this show? Like, Nah, everyone thinks they can kill anybody. They just always have a concept. Because, I mean, like, Ichigo, when he they, fought Grand listen, Fisher. They know it's just always going to be a one-on-one. So they're like, I'll just split up, and then it's just going to be a one-on-one. So we're fine. <laughs> and the bad guys have the same yeah, mentality. They have to follow the same rules. It's a one-on-one all the time. Guys, it's in the contract. It's <laughs> legal. You have to fight one v one you got to give people their time in the spotlight. Also, if there is multiple people that show up, only one person can attack at a time so that I could deflect this guy's Mm -hmm, attack, then mm -hmm. slash the other guy. You can't look as cool if you're fighting multiple at the same time. Yeah, Uh, it is true. Just like a shitty version of a gangbang that shouldn't be on Pornhub. (laughs) (laughs) So they split up and Ichigo immediately runs into the purple haired assassin, Hanza. And he puts together that uh, this spiritual pressure of his was the same one that he felt very briefly at the end of our last episode when he was in Soul Society. The assassin is like, oh, so you felt that after all. And then he introduces himself here. This is where we actually learn his name is Hansa Nukui. And then he asks him once again to just show him how good of a substitute Soul Reaper is. What? I'm like, Neguyen? Nukui. 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 
Uh, we As go... in the old Kui is out. Yes. And the yeah, Kui and the new in. Kui's So in. we go back uh, now to Uryu, who he gets some kunai thrown at him because uh, don't forget they are assassins, not ninjas, but they throw kunai. See, what kind of ninja doesn't wear bright orange? I know. It's, it's really it's stupid. They're like actually wearing dark colors yeah. and stuff. Like what a I'm, bunch of morons. I'm going to – I want to give a full um, – detailed description of what I think this fight was. Mm-hmm. You can only throw two kunai at me at a time. I can fire <laughs> <laughs> 12,000 arrows at you. You can throw two kunai per second, but I can fire a million arrows. And he's, no, no, he can throw kunai. No, yeah. and he can throw like bajillion more. <laughs> no, no, he's going to be like, hmm, the wind, it's coming from the left. I hate it. Mm, it's going <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna to come down. It's going to curve at me. Oh. I gotta figure this out. And he could shoot his bow behind himself, and it's gonna fucking deflect. Yeah. In front so of him. Exactly. you know, Uryu dodging the kunai kind of makes sense. He's a nimble guy. Yeah. Um, Chad starts being attacked by multiple Let's assassins, him hit him. and he is dodging no problem as well. Oh, right. So these assassins are the absolute shittiest. Ever. He doesn't even have his right arm out yet, and he's oh. dodging. He's like backstepping. <laughs> but I feel like. Jose is right. The humor in it would have been just him charging and just ding, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. yeah, okay. It cool. doesn't make sense for Chad to be like dodging. I just want him to get stabbed by Kunai and not give a <laughs> shit. So he he kind of dodges and eventually he gets like his back to the wall and he's like, all right, I'm gonna summon my fucking arm. Um, the rest of the gang is running with Lady Ruricio and I want to say rest of the gang: Kid Ryu, Inryu, uh, Orihime, Rukia. Okay. Uh, so one good character. Yeah, yeah. So Lady Mauricio finally questions why her life is in danger again because, you know, second time is the charm to figure that shit out. Why is she being targeted? And Kenryu is like, you know, now's not the time, and they will tell her later because they're in the middle of fucking running from these guys. Just then, a plume of water shoots up from the river that they're kind of running next to because there was one of the Japanese river canal things everywhere. Yeah. And then they're surrounded by four assassins. Could Whoa. you swim in those things? I don't think so. I think it's basically like a gutter. It's dirty, like, it's I, dirty I don't water, think you right? want to go in there. Oh, so you can, but you shouldn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could drink from any water if you wanted to, but. He <laughs> I mean, didn't say drink. He said swim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you can swim in any water as well. I'm worried but, about uh, you coming over to my pool now. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me get one of those fancy straws. Dude, yeah. I would so take one oh, of those. Okay. You can cut this. They're on Amazon uh, Black Friday. How much? 13. No way. Well, I might get one and yeah, try it. <laughs> so we go back to Ichigo, who is now clashing blades with uh, Hanza. And Ichigo notices the sword and points out, saying that he says that Zanpakuto doesn't belong to you, so how are you able to wield it? Because he'd previously fought the mirror oh. sword before. The assassin's like, yeah, you don't need to know. And then attacks him again. Uh, worth it's noting at this point, uh, the way the assassin's wielding the sword is he basically puts his fist. I don't think I mentioned this the first time when oh, the assassin's in the, in the hole. It's like inside thing. of a squid. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's like a squid that's attached to the sword, and it basically eats his hand. Oh, it's really gross. I would never fucking use that sword in a million years. I would rather die than use that sword. I could be powers. about to be stabbed and that sword could be right next to me and I would push it away. <laughs> <laughs> Just what like, if it what? starts like what no. if crawling towards I you? I would start rolling the other way. It's like I, not happening. I can guarantee I can change your mind. They, sure. No. They say we put it either on your hand or we put it on your dick. That's going on your hand. I'm not doing either. Oh, I, just, you can kill me. He just dies. The random Getsuka just comes out of nowhere and you're like, ah! <laughs> I'm not wearing that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Damn it. So Ichigo is dealing with Hanza pretty easily, and Ichigo like kind of calls him out. He's like, oh, what's wrong? The other guy was so much stronger. He's like, what, what are you doing? And Hanza agrees at this point. He's like, yeah, you're right. I'll have to change my tactics to win, and then starts glowing blue like he's going to go Super Saiyan. Ooh. And then the tentacles from the squid now expand, and they now take over his whole arm. So like the tentacles come huh. off, which once again, I would never fucking use that Do sword in a million years. Do you just put the iPad down at one point and go, oh. <laughs> it's so <laughs> gross. <laughs> like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it looks cool, I guess. Like this yeah. thing's devouring your arm. But it just thinking about the slime and yeah. 
It's the so gross. Yeah. Yes, it's so, and he's like, he, he's like got the beak, and he's like, he, it's like it's gross. Ew. It's really gross. Does he get any powers from it? He does. So oh, okay. he now says, uh, now that his whole arm is devoured, he says, trap them, Sagai, which is uh, oh. the name of his sword. Amagai, Sagai? Sagai. Yeah. Uh, it might be, oh, it's Saiga. Oh. Saiga. Saiga. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. So, and then he goes to reflect the moonlight at Ichigo again. Ichigo already having seen it, just blocks it with his sword because he's already fought against that. Is he using Could the giant imagine? sword or is he in The giant sword. Okay. That's so weird yeah. to just have a tactic already on yeah. one sword. Like, oh, yeah, okay, we can't, you can't do anything yeah. anymore. That's one of the things where it's like, yeah, the Zanpacho gets passed around. So it's like, yeah, well, I've already what fought that one. Like, yeah, okay, that is a good point. <laughs> it's like, not exactly impressive. You don't get the element of surprise. Yeah. So Ichigo now jumps in saying, now it's my turn. And then he goes to attack. But as Ichigo is midair, the assassin smirks and reflects the moonlight again. This time, the moonlight basically envelops everything around Ichigo. And the assassin explains saying that this isn't the kind of inferior attack that you can defend against by simply turning and shielding yourself from the light. Ichigo screams, and then we cut away. The ah! classic anime. Oh. We cut back to Soul Society with the Kasumiyoji clan boys. Uh, and when I say boys, I mean the people who uh, didn't want to put the young kid as their leader. They're talking about how Kamoi is trying to disrupt the Cosmo Yoji clan, and they must keep disagreeing no matter what. They must hold steadfast. Just then, the candle in the room blows out. They go like, oh, who's there? And then oh. you hear slash, slash, slash. It's like, oh. Central 46. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have to have one kill for yeah, every fucking season. Back to Uryu, who he is fighting for assassins by himself. And he's like, oh, they're much faster than I gave them credit for. And then oh, he's like, I need to get somewhere more out in the open because he's kind of fighting in the neighborhoods right now. Chad is uh, still just dodging, but now with his armor equipped. Uh, Rukia and Orihime are fighting the assassins, and they've made an opening for Kinryu and Inryu to run away with Rurichio. So like, oh, go now, go now. Ichigo is now in some uh, weird uh, mirror world, and oh, he's uh, oh. kind of like unable Do- to with move. With Doctor Strange? Yeah, a little bit, a little oh, bit. Cool. Hansa appears in front of him kind of laughing and says, your consciousness is here in this place, but your body is somewhere far away. As long as you're locked in this world, uh, as long as you are locked in this world of mirrors, you will not be able to move an inch. This is the same sword, but it's completely different powers from the last time you faced it. The sword acts by consuming its wielder's spirit energy. In other words, the higher the spirit energy, the greater the power it can draw on. Oh. The sword continues to consume spirit energy, and only someone who can endure it can manifest its true power. Imagine uh, someone like Captain Commander holding that shit. I know. Drop that on Aizen or Ichiko. Oh, dude, Aizen would wreck. So they all basically use by having some sort of like sea creature pretty much. Like one of them is a starfish later on. Oh. And they basically attach to you and like slowly kind of take you over. So you could potentially one for each arm, oh, one for each leg. Damn, because they could just Power Ranger. They could just attach. <laughs> They're gonna look like the things from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, oh! yeah, totally, totally. Part but they need to be super powerful. Yeah, part of the like, ship. Like, wait for Eisen to be at the end of the the main arc. Really, yeah. attach him to Eisen. I, you know, they start devouring spiritual pressure. Just, just be like, yeah. you have Gin go, hey, buddy, <laughs> run. Yeah. I yeah. don't, I don't know, man. I feel like at some point you're going to get diminished returns. Like, <laughs> you're, you're going to go to like a bakery and you're like, yeah, I would like to. And you're just like covered in yeah. fucking starfish <laughs> and swords. You're like, oh. It's like, you guys hear that noise? Squeak, squeak. <laughs> it's just like squished noise just coming down the He's fucking He's trying to breath. pick up his. Going past the meat department, my brethren. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine trying to go to the bathroom. How do you, how do you yeah, wipe? You're like, dude, I don't like this. Can you remove it? Maybe. Okay, you put one of the fish creatures on your butt. It eats your poo. Mm-hmm. This guy. <laughs> it solves the problem. Anyways, uh, <laughs> he goes to raise his sword, and he's like, 
Even the character in the anime is like, I've wasted enough time in my explanations. I shall now kill you in Finally. one breath. Ichigo says, keep streaming. I'm not rolling over for you. And then he starts emitting the black Reatsu, kind of struggling, trying to move. A crack appears in the world, and then a crack appears on the sword itself. Saiga is kind of like uh, cracking the mirror on it a little bit. Ooh. Ichigo continues screaming like he, now he is going to go Super Saiyan. After being stunned by the amount of uh, crazy spiritual pressure that Ichigo is putting off, Hanzo finally decides that he needs to finish Ichigo. Goes to stab him. Ichigo thinks to himself, like, oh, it's no good. I still can't move. Like, oh. even after all that, you know. So he starts oh, telling his screaming. body to move. Hurry. Which uh, classically would mean uh, Ichigo would come out before he was yeah. able to tame, tame it. Was it a black screen when he was saying this, too? No, it was not. Oh. Uh, Hansa just about to stab him, and then the world cracks open, and coming from above is. Who wants to take a guess? Oh. Who shows up? Oh. Someone comes to save Ichigo. Cracks Yoroichi. So cracks through the ceiling. Yoroichi, guess. Penny. Kenpachi? Yeah. I forgot about Yoruichi. What? Yeah, yeah Yoruichi shows up. Cat, cat form? Uh, no. no. Full oh. human form. Babe. So each, she kind of shows up, and Ichigo says her name, and then Hanzo repeats it like he knows like who she is. Oh, like, oh okay. And Yoruichi basically it like breaks out Ichigo, and they're standing on a rooftop kind of staring each other down, and she asks Hanza if he's sure he still wants to continue. She then says, if I were you, I would be careful Check on the spiritual pressure of your subordinates. Then we get a scene of Udu basically shooting the four assassins out of the fucking sky. Nice. Chad sucker punches one of them right in the fucking gut. Then Rukia sticks her sword to uh, a now class assassin, and it kind of zooms out as we see she has defeated the other three as well. They've really painted her as a cool character. She's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. She's I like how Uryu did the same number. We were like, yeah. Rukia, though. <laughs> <laughs> More impressive. Yeah. I mean, like, they got to give Uryu the, the little victories. I, well, but it's was, like, Rukia takes them, man. Well, I was thinking, though, like, okay, Uryu has to be good because when you get the mm-hmm. Thousand Year Blow arc, he's, like, there. Right, yeah. so he's that he, guy. Do you think if Renji was in this, he would have been shot a Dude, couple of times? I, I saw – this is totally off topic. I saw an ad because I follow uh, Bleach Brave Souls on yeah. Twitter, both the Japanese and the English one. They're putting in Ichigo's dad, Ichigo's mom, and Uryu's dad, but in like their like prime form Ooh. of like the from Thousand Year Blood War arc. Ooh. Nice. And it's like I saw it's like, oh it's like I wish I liked that game. <laughs> I wish sad. I liked that game. That's really so, like, sad. I'd be, so I saw that and like they always do like a nice little video like revealing like who it is, and it's like I, I fucking like, wish I liked that game. They've done more justice to the series through yeah. that game than they have through the actual it, fucking I don't think anybody could have predicted when that game came out how big it was, it was like, gonna be. The low of the low of Bleach. Like no one was like uh Bleach was kinda not being talked about. Like, oh yeah, yeah. we'll take the license and we'll make a like a gotcha game out of it. And it has done so fucking well. I remember you trying to play it and you're like, Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah we did play cool, it for a bit, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah, I have uh, one of the special Ichigos come up. What up? Nice. Uh, so Hanza, now doing the classic assassin thing and knowing his other people are uh, defeated, he jumps up to retreat and Ichigo gives chase, but then Hanza turns, reflects light back at him, and then he just disappears. Oh, I'd be pissed if he got stuck in the fucking <laughs> realm yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Yoruichi, help. So the assassin that Rukia corners uh, then like kind of points to the left and just fucking explodes. Just straight up explodes. And then we see all of the other assassins that all everybody else is defeated. Boom, 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 boom. Just explode. <laughs> they all had bombs on them. They knew. Oh. So Hansa is in the air kind of like running away. And he does say, damn, I didn't expect someone like Yoruichi Shion to be in there. And then he says, and also Ichigo Kurosaki, which he's just an afterthought. And he continues on saying that his power is greater than I anticipated. Then he looks at the crack in Nisaiga and says, it won't be as easy as I thought. Well, then, and then he goes back. Should have jumped in front of the Getsuga. <laughs> did, um, did they ever reveal Yorichi's on Pacto, or did she just not have one? Um, I don't know, you Jose. I don't think so. I, I think she just uses whatever her power is. What? 
which is lightning, right? Yeah, but yeah. she just turns, turns into a cat later. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So. But that's some badass mode. That's yeah. way outside of my memory, yeah. let me tell you. Because so. I remember when she fought Eyes and she had, like, armor. Mm-hmm. But that was, yeah, it that's, was cool the, that's the one she's yeah. wearing in the figure it's, you bought. Yeah, cool yeah. shit. So we go back to society, and we are in the uh, same room with Kumoi and all the Kasumi clan when he originally tried to put the little kid up to be the leader. But now it's missing about seven people. Oh. And so uh, Kumoi goes on and says, I will now move to anoint the 18th Lord of the Kasumi clan. And everyone now is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kumoi turns to the boy and says, I present Lord Shu Kenogi. My sincere felicitations to your uh, installation. And the boy looks at uh, Kumo like the boy is concerned. Like, okay. Like, okay, like, man. And that's the first episode, so... Oh, That was what? a lot for one episode. Yep. We got 15 more of this bitch? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're only doing five more this episode. And then I'm going to try and take less notes for the final 10 episodes and try to power it out next time. So but trying to do all That way we can get next- to Huecamundo we get back. Cause but I just feel like, you know, you do a good job with the notes. I feel like I get the whole episode, but yeah, like... You need it to, because mm-hmm. some of this I is was just gonna stupid. Do that, I was going to do that with this, whereas like I was going to, I'm going to take really light notes and try to get as many of the episodes done as possible. Yeah. So like I can really try and get this done. But then I started going. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to talk. It's like, oh, I kind of want to keep that. And then it's like, oh, it's like, okay. Yeah, but they do some weird shit. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. need to know all the assassins yeah. exploded. We just need to <laughs> yeah. know that. <laughs> like, yeah, it's stupid. So in the next episode, we see Hanza. He returns back to Kamoi because uh, and Kamoi basically admits himself. He's like, oh, yeah, we underestimated the substitute Soul Reaper. So uh, you're good. Don't worry about it. Hanza asks for another chance. And he says, I will give my own life for another chance to exterminate him and the princess. Kamoi asks him to show him his revolve. And Hanza says, yes, my lord, and then activates the mirror sword again. This time, the tentacles enter his arm like oh. like a fucking like needle. Like it just go. F- and enters his arm, and then we hear uh, a lot of screaming, and it kind of pans up, and he's uh, grunting a lot as well. Does he have a uh, all-for-one arm? So you don't get to see, but then because, like, by the time it goes back to him, he grabs a piece of cloth and, like, puts it over his arm. So you don't get to see, but basically his whole arm is, like, completely covered in tentacles. It's gross. Uh, Kumoi says, you formed a bond with a sword that cannot be broken. Do you understand what you've just done? And Hans says, yes, I'm fully aware, my lord. And Kumoi responds saying, you've proved yourself. Go ahead and bring me the heads of the substitute Soul Reaper and the princess. Hanza agrees, but then says, sir, could I make a request? I wish to borrow additional swords for, uh, for, I don't know. He has He's his, got the idea. Yeah. Well, he doesn't because oh. he wants to borrow additional swords for his uh, other friends. And then we see three other figures appear from the shadow. And this time they aren't just the regular generic looking ninjas we've seen where they're all wearing the same uniform. They actually have character design to them. Oh, okay. And we get their introduction immediately. So there is a short one. Uh, kind of looks like the jockey from Left 4 Dead 2. And his yeah. name is Jinai Doko. Then there's a tall one who kind of has like a long straight back stream of hair. Like he was just in a fucking big ass band for a while. Yeah. And his name is Kuzu Ryu. He usually says it like all one word, Kuzuryu. And okay. then we get an Egyptian character. Looks like he'd be straight out of fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! And he's called Ganga. And Kumoi asks them, uh, he says, these weapons will drain the life out of anyone who wields them. Knowing that, do you still wish to receive them? And they all, of course, say yes. Oh, yeah. And then Kumoi agrees, and we move on from that. Thank God. I was just thinking about how you're like, oh, they look different than generic char- characters. Mm-hmm. Do you, we know, because we worked in retail, you get a uniform. So they have to have some level of like. Mm-hmm. It's the hey, hairstyles. But they put everybody together like, hey, well, uh, we have a cause. Um, here's your uniform. Make sure you pick it up. You're going to be Ninja A mm-hmm. and Ninja B. It just, you know, it kind of lends more to the credibility of something when they have uniforms. Yeah, a little bit. In one of the flashbacks later on, they do show like uh, 
the ninjas previously have like taken down hollows and stuff. So it's oh. like they are kind of good, but they're still just generic characters. So Rukia did take our auto net. You're really gonna do it. So we get a little bit of character building for Lady Ruricio after this, and she has a nice little chat with Ichigo on the roof of their house. She thinks back to the time when she got hurt when she was much younger, when she snuck out to learn archery by herself. Oh, wow. Um, she ended up getting injured when she got chased by a boar, and the boar wasn't the one that injured her. She fell into a fat hole, and she injured herself. Is that just a normal thing for people to go hunt boar in Japan? Like, that is always It's some, like a medieval thing. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's like a training thing, Yeah, though. it's weird. Uh, after that, when she returned her archery tutor and the maid were reprimanded, the boar was hunted down, and the gatekeeper was relieved of his duties since he Jadambo? didn't notice that she, she was gone. It's not Jadambo. They oh. have their own personal one of them. <laughs> and it's not oh, a yeah. giant, so oh, not as cool okay. as Jadambo. Not, not cool. Um, so then she says she didn't notice at the time, but so many people were punished because of her actions, and no one told her, so she couldn't change. Like She wasn't aware oh. of it at the time. She continues saying that for as long as I can remember, Kinryu and Inryu have covered up my mistakes. Then we get a nice flashback of Kinryu and Inryu. They're like, she's kind of looking down, and they sneak her out of the castle, and they take her around like Soul Society oh, as like a normal person. That's cool. They take her uh, for a picnic. They play hide and seek out in the forest. And we go back to uh, now time. And she says she's grateful for what they've done, but still. And then Ichigo asks, what is it? And she kind of does the awkward girl pause and says nothing. And then just then, a gate opens up right above Karakura Town. And spiritual pressure shakes begin. And we see the gang of the four assassins exit this time. Um, but now, Hansa is wearing some cool-looking armor. Like, he's, oh, like, almost got, like, actually... full-blown kind of, like, samurai armor working. Okay. Oh. And Hansa, please. Yeah, you yes. Said... Did I say Hanzo? Hanzo? It got yeah. very Hanzo. close to yeah. Hanzo. Uh, Ichigo immediately sends it this time, and he says, okay, let's go back inside. Come on. And Ruricio asks, what is it? Ichigo responds like, nothing, but if you have something planned, it's time to cancel. Like, Because oh, <laughs> hey. we don't want to have that problem again. So <sighs> Hanzo it, it now tells his uh, three lackeys. He says, I want the substitute Soul Reaper. You three can have his friends. He owed me for putting that crack in Saiga, in Saiga's mirror last time I faced him. He has intense spiritual pressure, and frankly, it's something only I can handle. Oh, yeah. So fuck you guys. Hansa then senses that some of them have begun to move and spread out. And now this time, he says, they must be setting up a trap. Very well. Let's all split up. So 1v1 me, sir. <laughs> They're honoring the rules, I see. <laughs> 1v1. Well, gents, it's been nice. Yeah. You're going to die off camera. That's You're the rule. <laughs> I tell you, yep. they, they know. They, they sense they split up. They're like, well, that's the rules. we, we got to split up. I feel like there's got to be one guy in the group, maybe the Egyptian guy. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, why does everyone split the <laughs> fucking party? Is that Josh's character? <laughs> It'd be so good if it's like you're having the classic 1v1. It's like, cool, cool. And then out of nowhere, like you're fighting somebody. And then out of nowhere, I just come up, ink. <laughs> it's like, Sam, what the fuck? It's like, well, no, this just made more, no, more yeah, much just, more sense to just 2v1 something. Like, like, Josh will just be like, you stole my kill, dude. <laughs> my dude was huge. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, I was starting to go that way, but my guy's a fucking giant. You like, guys drew straws or something, <laughs> and I got stuck with this guy. Like, this is some bullshit. Frankly, I think you guys are fucking with me. <laughs> oh, it'd be so good. So, uh... Hansa appears above the house. He goes straight to where the house is, and at this point, like, he feels the barrier around the house that they had set up and it doesn't do much because he immediately attacks it and just fucking demolishes. Ichigo goes to leave and he tells Rukia that she better stay with these guys and Rukia agrees so Rukia kind of gets sidelined immediately there. Nice. Ichigo exit and he looks to his left right outside of the house and immediately Hanza is just there. He's like, hey, what's nice. up? Ruichio runs out to Ichigo kind of calling out to him because she wants to be with Ichigo because obviously he's the strongest. Kenryu pulls her back and then Hanza like doesn't... Depeche. Yeah, <laughs> and Hansa doesn't budge at all to the fact that Lady Ruricio came running out. 
So Ichigo asks him, he's like, hey, what's the big, like, he's like, what's the big deal, guy? It's like, I was under the impression that you were here for Richio. And it's like, you didn't even budge, like, when she came out. Yeah. And Rukia comes out to help Ichigo as well, but Ichigo tells her to stay. This guy is mine. Ichigo says, I don't exactly get it, but for some reason, I think he's challenging me. Oh. And and then Rishu keeps kind of trying to get to Ichigo, but Kenryu isn't letting her go. Kenryu says she must stay put for something happens to Ichigo. Then Rishu finishes that sentence by saying, then I'm their next target, right? And then Kenryu is forced to admit that basically that's the case. F. Ichigo and Hanza go to relocate somewhere else because all they want to do at this point is fight. Fight, fight, fight. And at the house, they begin hearing some laughing right after they leave. And then the uh, the midget jockey assassin comes out from behind oh. a tree to uh, challenge Rukia. Mm-hmm. Wait, Shorty Rukia? versus Shorty. Yeah. Nice. So she, he's not so much as doing like a direct challenge where he's like, I'm here for later Rukia. And Rukia's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Did you see me decimate those other four? <laughs> yeah, like, your other three. Have you seen my track record, please? Yeah, wait, so he's a random fifth dude? He's, no, no, no. He's uh, part of the he's original. Jockey, he's yeah. the short midget guy that looks like a jockey. Oh, that looks yeah. like I thought we were talking about the fucking kid assassin. No, no, from no, 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 no. It's like, why is this guy still alive? Didn't he die? No. So Uryu is uh, running, and at some point he runs through some fog. And now he's oh, being confronted he by see. the tall assassin with the uh, the fucking jet streak of a hair. Oh, he's also nimble. And then you would never guess, but the really big Egyptian character fights Chad. Chad, No No way. Uh, You would never think they put the two big characters against each other, but it's a code thing. (laughs) Battle of the Browns. (laughs) It's It's the midget versus the short chick. Like Jose said, we got streamlined dude that looks like he's just put too much effort into his aesthetic. And the chats. Does he look like that racer guy from uh, Fairy Tale? No, it's the fucking helmet that they do for speed walking. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what that's like. Yeah. So we go back to kind of Ichigo and Hanza, and they're above Karakara Town. And he basically is like, Here I come, Kurosaki. And Ichigo immediately goes, Bankai. Yeah. And then that's the end of the episode this on that is one. The best Ichigo's ever been. <laughs> I know. He's done Bankai yeah, twice. Don't fuck around. Hey, listen, he gave you the one pity fight. Yeah. We didn't go Bankai at the start. This time he's like, No, fuck it. It's like, okay. I'm just going to go ahead and knock this shit out. Oh, at the start of the next episode, uh, Ruki does Suni no Mai, basically freezing the midget assassin inside of the pillar of ice. And he just laughs and breaks out. Oh, He's just like, oh, it's like, that's a good one. And he says then, uh, he says, now proper etiquette requires that I show you my power. My Bakoto, which is what oh, the swords are called, by the way. They're called Bakotos. Uh, and then he says, you're going to love Retsurai, which is what his is called. He then takes a uh, bite out of his own weapon and begins chewing it. And he kind of gets like a huge burst of spiritual pressure at that point. And we now see that he has like four blades that have grown out the, the out of his back. Interesting. And like he's like a porcupine kind of thing he's or he's got back arms. So, yeah, kind of like a porcupine. Okay. Like, but it's like they're two. They're like big swords, like four full grown swords that are out of his back. Weird ass butterfly. Yeah. And his sword is basically um, like 69 guy where it's kind of like a scythe. Okay. But it's like a traditional oh. like one sided. It's not like a duel. Oh. Um, and then it's got some spikes coming out. And that's what he keeps taking bites out of. Not the most impressive, but it is tied to a chain. So kunai with chain. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I like Sasuke. Yeah. So he uses it to actually wrap up Rukia, the chain part of it, and then slam her into the house. Why do they always do this to chicks? Yep. Do they ever wrap up guys? I don't know. I can't think of anything I on top like of my head. I feel like the thing they ever yeah. do to a guy is like, oh, I got oh, you. They did wrap everybody up when they fought Loopy. Oh, yeah. Loopy but he did immediately go after Matsumoto. Yeah. Like, everybody else was wrapped up, but he was like, oh, Rangiko, that's, I'm going to puncture the fuck out of you. We've, uh, we've swept around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but, you yes, know. yes. Yeah. So uh, he eventually, after slamming Ruki into the house, he goes after Kenryu. And Kenryu releases Zanpakuto, causing the flowers to be summoned. Oh, yeah. Uh, it basically goes all over the short assassin's blades. and But he just begins spinning the scythe and kind of blowing everything away because he's smart like that. 
He chases after Inryu and Lady Ruricho, where Inryu is the one who can't speak, by the way, and the big bald guy. He shoots some blades out of his chest now, and oh. just as he's about to hit, Rukia reappears doing Hado number 33, Sokatsui, and incinerates the blades. Nice. The short assassin, whose name, by the way, is Jinai. Jinai? Uh, he laughs, giving Rukia props, and then eats more of his blade, because why not? Dude, I'd be weirdo. so mad in this fight where this guy's like, so I'm going to kick your ass over here. So he's kind of eating it. He's like happy with himself. He's like, wow, amazing. So this is the power of the Bakoto, and then he just begins whomping Rukia again, just absolutely whomping her. We go over to Uryu, who is uh, running and gunning throughout the air. Like, he's kind of running, shooting, running, shooting. He, of course, informs his opponent that he's a Quincy because he's got to do that every fucking time. <laughs> I'm a and Quincy. he gives his introductions, Uryu Shida, and he's fighting Kuzu Uryu. The assassin points his blade at Uryu, and Uryu asks if that's a Zanpakuto. The assassin explains, not at all. It's a Bakoto. Bakoto not restricted by things like Shikai and Bankai, hence, hence its unique appearance. And Starfish. its power is contingent on the spirit power of its wielder. A Soul Reaper and his Zanpakuto complement each other, gradually increasing the power of both man and blade. But this sword takes nothing but its wielder's spirit energy and converts it into power. Ooh. So there you go. A little bit about how the Bakoto work. They begin a fight, and then we see the true form of the assassin's weapon. Uh, his weapon is called Shirigiri. It's a uh, kind of like two swords that he's wielding, and it's attached by an umbilical cord that wraps around his neck and arms and stuff. It's really gross. Once again, we never use a Bakoto in my life. You know, yeah, I, 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 the more and more you talk about them, there's some. I'd like, rather just <laughs> jump into the Getsuga. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wonder if there's some like weird twisted death if you yeah. had that, and it's like, oh, I'd rather just die to a Getsuga. Mm-hmm. But I would hate. Like, there's got to be some level of nuance that we're just completely skipping over. Like, there's a symbolic meaning. He's he had a father. It's gross. Mo- yeah, it's no, gross. It's gross. The- <laughs> it smells like fish. So they begin to fight, and this guy is laughing, and he says, Uryu's reishi arrows won't work on him. Uryu fires, and he says, uh, Shirigiri Mugen Cairo, and then creates a bunch of, like, fog all over the rooftop. And he begins laughing, and he's creating a bunch of shadows that look like him, and the fog is Uryu's trying to fire at everything, wait, wait, but nothing is he hitting. Know that Uryu can, like, shoot, like, a couple thousand per second. Know, what yeah. an idiot. What a fucking idiot. Doesn't he so, have Steel Schneider? Oh, well, we might see that later, let me tell you. <laughs> Uryu ponders if it's some sort of illusion as uh, a sword comes out of the smoke behind him and nicks his shoulder. And Ryu says, it's useless searching for a spiritual pressure. You're never going to find me. Uryu uh, just disregards that and starts firing at random and he hits nothing. Uryu thinks some more and he says that he's sure the rooftop isn't this big. So he doesn't understand like how he has so much space to move around. He thinks, is my perception off? And then gets nicked again. We go over to Orihime, who none of the assassins even bothered to go to Orihime's house because who gives a fuck? <laughs> and the, now she starts to run off because she can sense the spiritual pressures of all of her friends and she needs to hurry. Just then, uh, she kind of turns like she's going to get fucking whiplash and she looks towards the hill and says, Chad. Oh. And we uh, cut away to Chad. Wait, wait, are they trying to ship those two? That's not how this works. I don't think there's so much trying to ship them as much as like she probably felt like he was getting fucked up. She's like, oh, the weakest homie. He needs yeah, help. He is oh, the weakest 100%. homie. Yeah. Maybe, but, you know, she also does kind of owe him for, you know, helping her out in uh, the original uh, Spotify fight when uh, Okiwara and Yami showed up. Oh, so. that's true. Yeah, he got wrecked. She owes him. So Chad is uh, running and gets cut off by the assassin Ganga. And Ganga says, by the way, Ganga is probably the only assassin that's actually kind of cool. Oh. Uh, Ganga says, how much longer are you going to run? Chad replies, he isn't running. He just didn't want to fight him in town. Oh, and good guy. Chad, at this point, which is unlike his character in Huecomundo, okay, 
says, listen for a minute. We don't have to do this. It's not too late for you to walk so away. So he's not going to kill him. Believe me, I'm no expert in soul society politics, but I do know this much. Those entrusted with the power that nobility affords have a heavy responsibility to shoulder. Byakuya Kuchiki can attest to that. Which, when did Chad meet Byakuya? Did we miss a side meeting on this? Like, why is Chad name dropping him? There was he a got arrested, party. right? But not by Biakia. There was a barbecue after the whole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they mingled. He's like, hey, what's your name? Yeah. Chad, like, that was just so weird. So he, he continues on and he's like, Ruricio is still young, but she's prepared to embrace her future role, which he hasn't even spent that much time with Ruricio. So I don't know what shit he's spewing. And he <laughs> says, when the time comes, she'll return to the soul society with Kenry and Henry at her side to confront her destiny and forge her own path. Sooner or later, she'll have to settle this like it or not. Give her a chance. At least wait till she's grown. Ganga finds that very funny and <laughs> says, so that's where you're going with all this. Not going to happen. Chad says, all right, I guess I'm just going to have to force you to go. And then summons his arm and they fight. Ganga. Just the one, right? Uh, oh, this is pre Hueco Mundo. We no, don't well, know he, he does have both of his arms in this fight. Spoiler. Yeah. But he, he does one at a time. And let me tell you that he does one at a time as in he summons the classic right arm, right? Mm-hmm. Then he goes to shield form right arm and then he will do devil Devil arm. arm. So uh, they're fighting, and Ganga. Oh, Ganga's using the weapon that we've seen before as well. He's using the one that summons the walls. Oh, that's oh, that's okay, the one yeah. that he's using. The one we thought was really stupid until yes. he did something yeah. cool with it. Yes, yes. So and somehow Chad recognizes it as well. He's like, oh, oh that's the one Ichigo previously fought against. He's told me Wait, about this in was great Chad detail there too. He was not there. He was not. That's why so. he told him in great detail. <laughs> Chad says he's using the Bakudo or the assassin says he's using the Bakudo uh, Kakuyoko. And he says that run your friend bested early could barely throw up a wall. My spiritual pressure is a whole other story. Then Gaga begins powering up shots and fires more walls at Chad. Chad is still just dodging because apparently he's very good at dodging now. Nice. Which I guess now that I think about it, it makes sense because I think he was doing a lot of that with Renji when he was training with oh. Renji. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. He eventually gets hit and uh, they kind of be- begin doing a, a beam struggle, kind of, as in where Gaga is firing a beam. Meanwhile, Chad is just kind of like punching the beam and like oh. trying to push it backwards. And basically, Chad loses and then sends Chad flying. Ganga thinks the fight is done, but the only thing Chad has going from every fight is he just gets up over and over again. He's like, Captain America. Yeah, really. <laughs> so this time, Chad gets up and they clash beams again. But this time, Chad wins, punching it, um, and he forces Ganga to slide backwards. Nice. Now we see that his right arm is in shield form. Wow. And uh, Brazo Dereco de Gigante is what he calls it. It was and it was an attempt. Yes, that's actually really good though. I I got it. Yeah. Fuck you. I got it too. You were being pessimistic. He was being supportive. So Chad says, "Sorry, your attacks won't work on me anymore." And Ganga replies, saying, "Guess I'll have to kick it up a notch and use my full power to crush yours." And then begins going Super Saiyan and shoots out another huge blast at Chad. Chad just stands there and tries to block it with his fists. Chad gets slid away, looking all roughed up. Chad's breathing heavily. Ganga's breathing heavily. Chad says, is that all you got? They clash again. This time, Ganga flashes up behind him and hits Chad. Chad recovers. They clash again. Ooh. This time, close range. Chad punches him. Ganga stabs him. They both get flying back. They stare at each other panting. Mm. And they just kind of like do that for a little bit. Then, uh, you know, they begin making out. And they go on oh. a date. And, yeah, it was it was a really weird episode. Was, I don't, I don't know what happened. I think I might have gone on Twitter on accident or something. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> Damn it. So, I just saw some of that. You just pictured it all. I was, no, I was going through my feed, and Sam likes this one guy, and I got all of that guy's likes <laughs> in there. Like, ah. So Ganga says, uh, that technique you're using, it eats up some of your life, doesn't it? You've got some thick skin, but how long do you think you can keep this up? Is that true? 
So Wait. Ganga was fighting Chad, and Ganga's like, your technique eats up some of your life, doesn't it? I don't remember I don't, Chad ever talking about that. I don't that. remember him ever talking about <laughs> it either. Chad has a description of his powers? So I thought he just smashed things. Chad replies, and he's like, Chad I could smashed. ask the same of you, because we already know his is doing that. Your spirit energy is also being exhausted by that sword of yours. At this rate, it's going to consume you. Ganga says, my spirit energy is infinite. This is nothing for me. I haven't even started yet. Then he begins glowing again and says, feast your eyes on the true power of Kakuyoko. And begins waving it around and slashing the ground, creating kind of multiple walls around Chad now. <laughs> Chad says, you're just wasting your time. These walls aren't going to hold me. Ganga, uh, for lack of a better description, growls and oh. uh, then just disappears. Grrr. Chad looks around saying that there's no sign of his presence. And then we begin to see a weird blob kind of appear in the walls that he made. And from the wall, we begin to see Ganga reappear behind Chad. Chad is just standing there looking straight forward because he's a dummy. Ganga says, you're mine, then screams, lunging towards him. We see blood fly, and that's the end of the episode. Which, if you were an assassin, I don't know why you're screaming before you attack, but okay. Good point. The worst assassin I've ever seen. They're all the worst assassins we've ever seen. (laughs) They're worse than the orange dude behind you. They don't sneak attack. The main guy showed up in samurai armor. He's not an assassin anymore. (laughs) Every time he walks, clunk, clunk, clunk. Who do you think they know we're here? <laughs> nah, dude, let's just keep going. He before he got that, he even showed off a spiritual uh, spiritual pressure, yeah. and each goes like, "Oh, I found you." Oh, yeah, <laughs> you saw that? Oh, you, oh, you cute too, hey, hun. man. So at the start of the next episode, we pick up with Rukia. Oh, who, uh, she's okay. continuing to get absolutely whomped. I would have loved if there was like five guys. And she's like, oh God, they keep sending them. <laughs> <at me." laughs> she thinks to herself that she needs to find a way to stop his speed and those blades on his back. She then begins, starts casting uh, Sokatsui over and over again, making the assassin dodge over and over until the assassin shoots the blades off of his back at her. She then does Somino Mai Tsukishiro and creates a uh, pillar of ice, freezing all of the blades in the air. The assassin then goes to take another bite of his sword to power up again because each time he takes a bite out of the sword, he regrows the, uh, the, the swords on yeah, his swords. back. But then she does Bakudo number four, Ainoa, which is the yellow rope thing basically, and yeah. it like binds his arm to his sword. Then she does Bakudo number one. Which I'm not sure we've ever seen think before. We've seen one. Which is just called Psy. And basically, what it does, <sighs> from what I had to rewatch this part a couple of times because I wasn't 100% sure, because the yellow <sighs> binding basically. Not, no, that, not one. that one. It's oh. literally like yellow rope. And it yeah. basically like oh, okay. locked his hand to his sword, is basically what it did. And then Psy forced his arm like in the police hand behind your back. Like oh okay okay yeah so did the rope pull or his arm I think side like pulled his made his arm go back and do that it was very hard because it goes from one scene to the other and he's already in that position like you don't see it like she goes you you watch Rukia she goes sigh and then you look over him and now he's like oh you got me (laughs) your chicken wing they just say sigh yeah literally sigh because oh you got (laughs) you like he goes that's how it's got a name (laughs) number one you do it to someone and they go oh. (laughs) again the japanese uh, were thinking about that when they wrote that oh fucking hell so the assassin falls to the ground because he's like he's in a bad position and then rukia does uh suni no mai hakuren and blasts a huge blast of ice forward this time freezing the assassin completely rukia pants saying i did it but then the ice begins cracking and the assassin is free why does everyone have to say I did it? Just walk up, stab the ice. Yeah, I know. That'd be Just a good idea. right in the head. <laughs> well, it's like I don't understand from like a, like a scientific position. Let's say, you know, you find a caveman in the ice, right? That's yes. happened before. Yes. Encino man. Mm-hmm. If you accidentally break the ice, though, don't you destroy the body? Like, there, well, you can melt it. But I'm talking like hard. We go straight from 
frozen in the into the Antarctic to breaking a piece but of. You're thinking of a frozen body and a frozen piece of ice, yeah, where this is a hot thinking. body and a frozen piece of thing. So he's not he. There's like no fragility to him. He's okay. Not, yeah. bro, he didn't. Freeze if it was like perma, permafrost, I think. So if he was in there yeah. for a little bit longer, and he was frozen. So Ruki yeah. Bankai, you think? Oh yeah, he's yeah, gone. yeah. Bankai. Yeah. 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 If he's like, oh, I got right. it, and then he'd fall apart. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But he wouldn't be able to say anything because he, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so the assassin breaks free, and he says, "I won't forgive you for that. In fact, I'm a lot stronger than you think." And then he bites his sword again. Suddenly, the assassin goes. Does he ever huh? run out of that food? Well, you're about to find out because the starfish, so his weapon was a scythe and it's attached via starfish on his chest, yeah. which is gross, once again. It's the uh, least gross. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, because you're not putting your hand in any. It starts expanding and wrapping its tentacles all over his body. Okay, never mind. <laughs> and then the <laughs> assassin screams that he's burning up inside, so really he's probably being... Oh, no, he got food poisoning. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. And you know. uh, then the assassin just fucking disintegrates, leaving the weapon on the ground. That's the end of him. We oh, go, I would have hoped that you said that's the end of the episode, but no. we're still... We go back to Uryu. Episode uh, three. Zeal Schneider is pulled out at this point. What in the fuck is this? So I'm noticing a trend with like filler stuff. They can only use whatever's been shown. Yeah, they do the filler arc, and then they reuse the same shit we just saw. Yeah. Hey, remember how cool like, it was? <laughs> we literally just saw this like this yeah. this is where we cut away from like oh that's, that's right because he was fighting he, we went yeah xyloparo then it went grimjo and then we went to this yep so, like so we just weird. saw it um so we get lots of uru thinking here as he does with most fights i'm going to kind of recap of what his thoughts are oh, thank you man talks a lot um he wonders if uh how he's able to hide his reishi he uh thinks the myth must be created by reishi but if that's the case why is the reishi weakening uh next thought he shouldn't be able to move as fast as he is even with flash step Next thought, uh, he thinks if the man is able to repair his sword, uh, because the ratio from the uh, with the, he's able to repair his sword with the ratio from the mist because he couldn't cut the sword with Zeal Schneider, which is meant to be cut, you know, cut ratio. Oh, shit. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, eventually, the final thought, he uh, figures out that he must have merged himself with the mist for if it was ratio, you would be able to absorb it as well. So basically, this uh, Bakudo's power is that he can like merge with the mist, kind of like the guy merged with the wall. Yeah. Nice. Just as he figures it out, the assassin slashes Uryu's leg. So Uryu is now kind of like kneeling on the ground and mobilized. Uryu uh, is trying to attack the assassin the moment he materializes multiple times. The assassin is just kind of laughing. He's like, yeah, that's not going to work. Idiot. The assassin then goes to stab Uryu, but he barely dodges and says, I figured figured that you would do that next. And then Uryu fires another shot out into the fog. And it suddenly clears the fog, showing that he's using um, the move we literally just saw as well. Okay. Uh, oh, no. Springer. It's a Quincy Zycon that he drew with his yeah. Zeal Schneider. And Udi I was going to ask if he. No way. Yeah. So, do you remember when we were talking about this when this happened? And we were like, do we ever see that move again? Here we go. <laughs> and fuck us. Ten then I later. was like, no, we don't see that move again because he specifically explains in that episode it takes that he, a long he time. takes a long time. It requires two people usually because it takes a lot of setup. Yeah. Well, and here we it. are. So, are we going to get Hollow Mask Ichigo at some point? Um, Later. You I, can just tell me. I I, I, well, I'm literally trying to think, and I do think we do at the end. Wow, they gave no. So, this is post Mundo when they're all borderline gods. So, like, this this arc, literally, you cannot fit into the storyline anywhere with the way that they've set this up. Because we get the Zeal Snyder stuff. We get the, uh, uh, like, the Hollow Mask stuff. 
So it would literally canonically, if you like wanted to be like, hey, this is like falls in the timeline here. It's after it can't Wait, it can't yeah. happen. You're yeah. right because like yeah, it can't because it, he loses his powers. Yeah, it yep. can't it can't happen. What the fuck? So it's like this. The, the, that, I think that's part of the reason why, in my mind, this kind of sucks because even though it is filler, it's awful. Like it, they mm. didn't even try to fit it in. Like they they're just, just like yeah, yeah we have to cut away. I feel well, like they, at least the bount arc they did it after the first arc and they blended it in. They're yeah. like hey, it's like this is just another storyline. Like well, here you like, go. That must suck felt- though because they're like oh we're really close to the manga. Yeah. Let's, let's just they no. had to do it. We have to do something. Like I don't know flashback. They didn't even write off as a flashback or anything. Yep. They so you know what happened is they wrote this and then uh, TJ yeah the fans will love just it. Started writing the end of like Waco Mudar is like guys. Well, the, the problem they probably had no idea that Ichigo loses his powers. That I well, no, think- I'm not even talking about the fact that he loses his powers. It's like because of the power reveal that we get. It's like the Zeal Schneider thing and stuff. It has to be after that, yeah. Which is literally mid Aronkar arc. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And so, like, like we can't. It doesn't. But it's like fit the, it doesn't even stop when they leave Wekomundo. Yeah, it yeah, does. They just go straight into Eisen. There's no time where it's like. They do a good job later with kind of like the Akarker riser stuff. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah, that whole team has been doing nothing. So, like, here's what they're doing. Yeah, like, yeah. Check that out. That's fun. But it's and like. Bount literally, if it wasn't right after Eisen, could have been its own arc. Yeah. Where it's like that stuff, like that one, at least they're like, oh, we, we're going to go back to the real world. Here's what something they did in the real world when they yeah. were back. This just is out of place. And it just, it drags, man. It really drags. That sucks. So, Uryu, uh, he explains that he purposely left openings in five different directions uh the five points of the symbol and when you attack he, he basically fired the shots off in those openings and allowed him to set up the barrier Uryu then limps up and the assassin's like what are you doing Uryu responds blowing you to bits and throws his vial onto one of the seal snyders the assassin says you'll blow yourself up too See how but accurate he's got to be to throw it on uh, one of those he throws it backwards yeah. too by the way Jeez. backwards after he's been sliced in the leg like dunk, and then it perfectly <laughs> hits it yeah so the assassin's like, you're going to blow yourself up too. Udi's like, yeah, that's true, but you'll get the worst of it since you're in the middle of the beam. And this, then it begins blowing up and explodes. It also has to be right after they do it in Hueco Mudo because mm-hmm. he would have gotten that bravado from fucking, uh, what's his face? Uh, no, no, uh, Renji. Oh, yeah. Because Renji's the one that fucking blew himself yep. up doing that shit. Oh, Xyloparo? So, well, he, yeah, he did. Yeah, he got Zyloparo blew himself yeah. with the Hato. So the smoke clears, and we see Uryu's collapsed on the ground with uh, some smoke coming off of him, and then he's kind of like grunts, just so you know that Uryu's still alive. And we go back to Rukia, who was thinking about the fact that the assassin called his blade a Bakudo, and just as she goes to pick it up, a group of your generic ninjas show up, and they throw a rope around their weapon, pulling it back, and then disappearing. We I'm got free health care. <laughs> yeah. So we go back to Chad, who is running around in, uh, like inside of the walls, basically trying to dodge the attacks as the assassin keeps like, Peeking out of the walls and trying to stab him. Wait, so Chad did get stabbed after that scene when he yelled. I don't think he really did. They don't ever talk about him being cut? stabbed. I, I, they don't show it either. So I think they forgot they even did that. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, someone, <laughs> someone screamed. Yeah, blood. So, it's like we need a how good ending for that episode. Yeah, how do so we end this? Go. Generic blood in the yeah. air. So Chad is like, yo, I'll just break down the walls. But then the assassin is like, yeah, you're not gonna be able to do that without turning your back to the other walls. So then I'm just gonna fucking stab the oh. shit out of you. Chad is uh, kind of pinned at this point against one of the walls, and he's blocking with his shield. And he says, well, there might be another way, and then grabs the assassin's sword as he's attacking and pulls him out of the wall and throws him across the field. 
which kudos to Chad. Yeah. That's a dope move. Now that he's on the other side of the field, Chad starts destroying all of the walls that he's created. <laughs> Rampage. Yes. He's rampaging through all of this. So the the assassins are trying to create new walls, but Chad is like shooting his beam as he's trying to create them, like canceling them out all Chad over again. Angry. They basically just cancel each other out over and over again. Oh, uh, the it. two, once again, are standing. Uh, they're both panting, staring at each other. Nice. And the assassin laughs and says, I never thought I'd meet a man like you in the world of the living. I joined because I wanted to possess this katana. But the first time I use it, I faced an opponent who's so strong and forced to draw out its, pow- its full power. What luck. Wow. Chad tries to warn him and saying that the blade is dangerous. It's pulling life force out of you. The assassin is just like, yeah, I know. But before I defeat you and lay it down, I want to see the full extent of its power. And then begins powering up. And then continue saying, one way or another, this will be my final attack. Chad says, I understand. In that case, I'll meet you with everything I've got. And then summons his other arm. Uh, let me see if I get this one. Oh, it's a rough one. I know. Brazo. Yeah, I don't. Scared. I can't even think. I can pronounce this. Izquierdo. 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 Taco Bell. Izquierdo del Diablo. Yes. And then they begin beam struggling again with Chad catching the beam with his newfound hand at this point. And uh, the, basically the assassin is trying to power through. And eventually Chad says, La Muerte. And then we see a big explosion of in like static fly up in the air. And we come back down to see Chad. He's laying on the ground with a giant skull in front of him on the ground. And or he may runs up, but who cares? Nice. Next, we go back to Ichigo versus Hanza. Where Ichigo is sensing that his friends are going down. And he says, you couldn't beat me, so you sent your thugs to go after all my friends. Hanza replies that, in the heat of the battle, those that lose their temper die. They clash blades some more until eventually Hanza goes to reflect the light at Ichigo once again. He remembers this has already happened and starts flash stepping around because he's in Bankai mode this time. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. yes, yes. So, and he goes, I already have all your little tricks figured out. Then goes to stab the mirror of Hanza's blade, completely shattering it. Ichigo says um, that Zanpakuto uses the light from the mirror to press his attack. So once the mirror is broken, the fight is over. Hanza says, don't be so sure, kid. And then the light starts reflecting all around. Ichigo kind of like bouncing off of the shards that are now falling through the sky. Hanza continues saying, I told you before, but depending on the spirit energy of its its wielder, this katana katana can become insanely powerful. Ichigo begins screaming as he's completely enveloped in kind of like the mirror world again. And that's the end of that episode. Yoroichi! Hello! I would have loved if after Ichigo shattered, it says, your sword's useless. He's like, oh, that is only number four rank of the swords. <laughs> <laughs> you Son defeat. of a bitch. Yep. <laughs> I got, got again. <laughs> Let me power up one more time. Yeah. God, I hate it. So at the start of the next episode, we join Ichigo. He's back in the mirror world, and he's kind of looking around wondering where he is. This time, there's a lot of mirrors floating around him, and he looks into the mirror in front of him and sees a young kid version of himself. He looks into its eyes, and then it kind of like zooms into young Ichigo, zooms in, zooms into old Ichigo, zooms into young Ichigo, zooms into oh, old back Ichigo. Back and forth. And when I mean old Ichigo, I mean like a 16-year-old self that we have in the anime. Current. And now we go into flashbacks for Ichigo. In the middle of a filler? Is it a sad mm-hmm. piano song? I punched the computer. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually really like this part. Oh, I got to okay. say, I think this is the, one of the few redeeming moments of this uh, whole arc. So we see Kid Ichigo with his mom, and then we see him crying in karate lessons, which we've seen oh, a lot I of these flashbacks this, before. Yeah. His mom is asking why he wanted to pick up karate in the first place. And Ichigo, it kind of like changes the subject and it's like, oh, uh, the sunset's so beautiful. This, you know. And he says the sunsets make him feel sad. And then we cut to a uh, rainy day now where His we hear died. a subway fly by. And then we pan down and we see Ichigo, a uh, young kid Ichigo under the body of his mom. And he kind of like wakes up and starts calling her name, trying to wake her up. Oh, but she's so like much. slashed across the back. Um then we go back into mirror world and Ichigo is kind of just laying there floating between a whole bunch of mirrors. 
we zoom out and we see he's in some sort of a, like a, a big rainbow ball that's just like floating in the middle of the sky. And Hansa goes on to explain that this is the true power of my Saiga. And then he does flinch a little bit because like he he's right arm is being fucking eaten. Oh, yeah. Um, he continues saying, I will give you a good taste of fear. You will suffer, suffer through your most terrifying nightmare. So. Oh, there you go. yeah. We go back to Kid Ichigo. It's Tsukuyomi. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Oh, fuck. We go back to Kid Ichigo, and he's sitting on the edge of, like, the river. You know, same one that uh, Jose wanted to go swimming in. And he's basically apologizing. Like, he's going, like, Mom, like, where'd go you go? Tubing? It's like, I'm sorry. And just then, his mom appears walking down the stairs behind him. He's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. Oh. And she's like, Wait, let's. His, what? His, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She goes, let's go, Ichigo. And then Ichigo runs up and hugs her, happy that she's here. Uh, this uh, the whole time though they don't kind of like show her eyes in this first part, so oh, I kind of was like thinking it was gonna be some scary. like Coraline shit. Yeah, 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 I was just thinking. Yeah. Ichigo's mom crawling out of there. Yeah, so Ichigo's mom begins like leading Ichigo home. Like he grabs, she grabs his hand, start walking up the stairs, but then she starts squeezing his hand super tightly. Mom, you're hurting so, me. Yeah, kid Ichigo does exactly that, but she doesn't stop and like squeezes harder until eventually Ichigo pulls his hand backwards and he kind of like falls back off of the stairs. And as he's falling, when he hits the ground, he like transforms into now Ichigo, you know, like adult form, we'll call it Ichigo. And that ain't a 16 year old body. Yeah, I know. He's basically just wondering what's going on. And like, he's like, this isn't right. Mom, like she's dead. There's no way this is real. And then his mom kind of like walks towards him back to Hansa, who is, I get the impression that he can see what's going on in there. So he's kind of like jacking off. Yeah. He's, little uh having fun watching his nightmare that's gross hansa says it's not over this is just the beginning ichigo i will make sure this nightmare continues until you are completely out of your mind we go back to the vision where okay. ichigo's mom begins strangling ichigo oh this and has gotten hot. she's like hopped on him strangling the fuck out of him ichigo thinks to himself that this isn't real it's just an illusion and then he says you really think this will be enough to take me down and then hansa appears inside of the illusion back in his like og ninja form where he his arms oh, not he's all got fucked both up arms. and uh he laughs and he's like, well, if that's the case, why don't you just stop her then? It's like, he's going to show that you have what it takes to hurt your own mother. Oh, well, she's and, dead. And so Ichigo's mom just kind of like keeps strangling her. And we actually see her eyes here and they are regular eyes, but they're just kind of like the stressed, black. crazy eyes, oh. you know? And Ichigo's mom then picks up Ichigo like by the collar and is still strangling him, like holding him in the air now, strangling him. And Ichigo like calls us like, Hey mom, it like, like calls out to his mom. And then we get a quick kind of a, uh, flashes of memories of him and his mom and like their family together and then Ichigo grabs her arm and says stop doing this then a giant green like beam emits from the ground uh like surrounding Ichigo and his mom and then his mom puts him down and smiles and kind of like backs up and Ichigo like hugs his mom and the world begins to crack and Hanzo looks around he's like wait what is he doing like (laughs) and like he says that black spiritual pressure he's breaking free and so Ichigo yeah, has a really nice moment with his mom here. Oh. And he goes, I want to tell you. It's like, mom, it's like, we're all fine. Yuzu, Cotton, they're good. Oh, no. Dad's still dad. his usual self. Don't worry. I'm still getting by. I'll be all right. So don't worry. And oh. then we go back to the real world where Hanza is uh, in shook of the spiritual <laughs> pressure that's going on. And he says, how can he be escaping the nightmare of Saiga? How can he have so much power? We go back to uh, Mirror World. Where Ichigo continues on saying, I have to get going. Everyone is waiting. Listen to me, mom. I'm sorry I couldn't protect you that day. But I've always wanted to tell you, thank you, mom, for protecting me. Oh, and so Ichigo's sweet. mom smiles and then the world oh, evaporates. Oh, that's fucked. And so Ichigo breaks from the rainbow bubble. He's standing there full Bankai mode. And he says, whatever gave you the idea that you have the right to mess with someone else's memories. 
Hans then raises his blade and begins powering up as like a fucking tornado of wind wraps around him, and his blade is now glowing kind of like purple bluish. Cardia. Because oh. it's nighttime, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they begin fighting in the sky, and at one point, Ichigo uh, clashes blades and gets. Uh, so he gets. They clash blades, right? He gets sent sliding backwards, but once again, they're in the air, by the way. Okay, so like his feet are sliding. When did he learn to actually sustain himself out there? Don't know. But he goes to stop himself as he's being slid by like grabbing the air with one of his hands. Like you see him like grabbing the air. See, we see him. There's a pillar of reishi just shot (laughs) 40 feet this way. Hits a tree and he's just like, yeah. I just saw that. I'm not so sure I saw I've seen anybody do that before. It's like, that's kind of interesting. It would be super cool to see something like that. Yeah, it would be. So, like, uh, he recovers, and then Justin Ichigo looks up, and Hanza is, pain- like, panting as his armor is now ripped off. And we see that his whole upper body, except for his head, is covered by the tentacles. Gross. Uh, Ichigo says, it looks like your sword is consuming you. And Hanza says, my Bakoto, as long as I feed it spirit energy, its strength is limitless. My pain is unimportant. What is happening to my body right now is expected. Ichigo says, you must stop this. Hanza says, you think I will take orders from you? And then Ichigo is like, fine, like, who is making you do this? Like, who, like, who do I need to get to tell you to stop? Hanza then big snitches here and says the oh. Kasumi Oji clan. And he, we go into Ooh. flashback here. 6 9? <laughs> Seriously. So he continues on saying, From ancient times, the proud Kasumi Oji clan distinguished itself admirably by furnishing the royal family with the strongest of swords. And for many years, my people have acted as assassins for their clan. We lived as their shadows. To safeguard the hidden art of our sword making, we even fought against the 13 court guard squads. Even though it was strictly forbidden, we did it all for one purpose to protect the Kasumi Oji clan. For decades, that has been the reason for our existence, to serve them. I fought for their clan in countless battles, acting on their behalf, cheating death so many times. And now I've acquired this awesome power, which seems a little out of place there. Power that only a chosen few are worthy enough to be granted. Ichigo says, do you really believe that you're one of the chosen? Hazen replies, that's right, but you, you ruined everything. Ichigo says, if your true purpose is to protect the Kasumi clan, then why did you attack Lady Ruricio? Which, fair point. Yeah. Hanza says, but because the weak have no right to carry on the Kasumi legacy. Ichigo rightfully points out she's only a child mm-hmm. and says, Ruichio is scared, terrified. Even when the, even when she smiles, she's filled with fear, which uh, what she wants is only to be free, which is a different story from what Chad was saying. Yeah. Yep. So they begin Chad fighting again. Chad's <laughs> just misreading yeah. people left yep. and right. So Ichigo finally decides to, at this point, don his hollow mask. And Ichigo lands at Point Blake Getsuka, sending Hansa flying backwards. Hansa powers up again as Ichigo calls out to him, saying, You have to stop. Listen to me. Your sword is consuming you. You're being eaten alive by that thing. Hansa refuses to listen, saying, Shut up, Soul Reaper. My power is limitless. This sword is an instrument that will destroy you, not me. He goes to raid his sword to attack, but then, uh, shocker, the tentacles begin wriggling and he fucking explodes. So. I love it when people are saying, oh, my power is limitless with this sword that now mm-hmm. I have acquired. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so you have to have use cases. The last guy is like, oh, yeah, I, my power is limitless. Blown which, out. He's dead. Whoever which, had it before yeah. is gone. And they know that. They talk about, like, the, the Ganga was like, oh, the last guy he fought, he's like a, a piss ant. But it's like, yeah, he probably thought that of the last guy as well. Yeah. Yeah. The guy before him thought that of the last guy. And he's, oh, I'm limitless now. So it's is like, it all that's left is just a sword? Yes, right, yeah. so the just the sword is like survives. What it, if he fought Captain Yamamoto? Just like he would not get, he wouldn't yeah. be there. He'd yeah. be done. <laughs> the minute he'd walk in his presence, Captain, uh, you know damn well that man would kill his own mother if he had to. That so, guy is heartless. Yeah. 
So at the end of this episode, we do go back to Soul Society um, where we see Kabune. Do you guys remember Kabune? The new third seat of the third squad. The guy who wants to take Izuru's job. Yes, yep. And but this time he's being tailed by Izuru as he's walking around, and we eventually see Kabune arrive at a gate, and then he kind of like looks left, look right, and then he enters the house of the Kasumiyoji clan. Oh, the shade. They're doing it. So we see Kanogi, who is the little boy. Thank he's you. looking for you a bathroom. Are doing a wonderful <laughs> job. <laughs> and I don't he, even remember who that was. I was like, huh? He runs into Kamoi, who is the you know the guy who runs over the clan, and he calls two of his assistants over, basically saying like, hey, it's like don't leave him alone. What are you guys doing? It's like take him away. Like yeah. don't. Don't let him fuck around. And then we see the assassin who is fighting Uryu, the one with the jet black hair. Not jet black, but like the fucking jet style hair that goes all the way back. And uh, he appears say, uh, basically for a secret meeting with Kamoi. And Kamoi enters. Did he just disappear? Yeah. So, he, yeah, so he, we didn't ever actually see him. He's the only person we didn't see get devoured by his blade. He blew up and then he's like, you know what? Well, Time for that meeting. We didn't see Ganga do that either. So, but Yeah. Uh, well, Ganga got well, punched got by the. By, yeah, yeah, he got he's the only thing. one that actually got killed by yep. somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's all he would have wanted it. Okay. The well, one with the kill. don't count your eggs too soon yeah, because he's still uh, alive. Fuck. Kumoi enters and saying, "Oh, I see the other two are dead." The assassin says that the power of Baka, of the Bakudo was too much for Hanza and my brothers. Next time, I will take Hanza's place. Kumoi sits down and says, "Step down." I cannot be bothered with the likes of you. And this pisses off the uh, surviving assassin. And he says, but why? And then goes to raise his sword to kind of attack Kumoi. And Kumoi says, you're nothing but a fool. And then we see the third seat, uh, Kanogi, appear and uh, slash the assassin across the chest, killing him. Nice. Uh, and I, I said Kanogi, but I mean Kabune. Kabune. <laughs> so, hey, Kanogi's a little kid. You've been 9 out of 10 so far. <laughs> Woo. And I think we're going on to the last episode here. Um, where it's been an honor, sir. And I mean last episode of our podcast because there's 10 more episodes. I'm putting that. my two-week notice so in now. <laughs> it's kind of upsetting because, like, we're done with the assassins at this point, as yes. far as I know. For the most part, We're yeah. done with the assassins where it's like, that could have been a fine ending. Like, yeah. I don't need story. They could have like, wrapped it right there. Like, side B of the filler arc. I don't need. Please. Yeah. Hey, remember how we gave you this thing in the <laughs> beginning? Yep. This guy was being a dick to your least favorite uh, vice captain. Seriously. It's like, I just don't care about Ezra. I really don't. Like, I, I yeah, he's very hate forgetful. To say it. I just Who's don't the worst vice captain? Who's the worst? Yeah. We got Momo. It ain't. It ain't. Hey, Momo is the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's Momo. Down. It's Momo. <laughs> yeah. that's right. That takes the okay. cake. It's Momo. What, in a reasonable world, <laughs> <laughs> where there's not, we don't have ringers. Because <laughs> here's here's what I'm thinking. The head captain's vice vice captain. Oh, he's broken. No oh, fucking way. He's, he's like, a captain. Yeah, he's I great. W- I wish we could see All right. his, his power. Uh, you're not gonna say. Did fucking, chill captains uh, vice captain ever fight ever? Oh, she does. She, she does. does. So in the thousand year blood work. Oh, thank God. she's awesome. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Then it's like, oh yeah, Squad Two's. We got um the big dude. I kind of like the, him though. He's funny. funny. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Soyfon's one, right? Uh, yeah, Soyfon's yeah. guy. Yeah, and he just eats potato chips. Yeah, I kind of yep. like him, but he is useless. Yeah, he's the one that has like well, the cr- let, nutcracker let's ball. Go to the next thing. guy. But I think he's more seat. useful than fucking Momo. Yeah, definitely. Momo doesn't do shit. She's her captain literally used. And it's her like to, to be fair, stuff. I just don't really like Izuru, but he actually does stuff. No, like, no, no, yeah, no. he has a higher kill count than Momo. Yeah, he does stuff. I just who's Squad Three. Uh, oh, that's Izuru. That's Izuru. Is it easy? Oh, yeah, yeah Izuru. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Squad, squad 4 is the silver-haired girl. Yeah. Which I like her. Yeah. 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 That's uh, What's-His-Face's sister. Yeah, from Ukitake. Hanatero's, yeah. It's not Hanatero. Hanatero's the, the healing guy. Oh, fuck. Wait, she's... Oh, that's right. She's the sister from somebody? Yeah, yeah so yeah. the two uh, the two people in Ukitake squad that like, love him and follow him around oh, everywhere, oh, yeah. He's uh, she's the sister of the, the, the guy. The younger one, right? Yep. Got you. Yeah. 
But there's the guy with like the sunglasses that's just always like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Kamamaru's dude. Yeah. He's just got the class. I like thing. him though. He's, he's yeah, funny. He's funny. I would he's put like, him under the same one with like Squad 2's Vice Cats. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> yeah, like, they're the chest. Uh-huh. Like, I like them. For fifth fifth seat. Uh, that's Biaki, isn't it? Is it? What's five? Renji. Well, that's Renji, but yeah, you can't. He's basically no. Biaki is six, right? Yeah, Biaki is six. Five Mayuri. Oh yeah, five is Mayuri. That's Nemu. R and D department. Can't hate Nemu. Nemu's nah, awesome. Nemu's, she's Nemu's awesome. Her. I love <laughs> like, Nemu. She's a, she's a badass. She's waifu. Yeah, yes. six, and then Biaki is basically main character. Not Biaki. Renji's basically main character, so you can't really say Renji. Seven is Kampachi, right? Ke- no, no. Kampachi's ten, right? No, Kampachi's eleven. Oh, Who's sorry. seven? All right, we'll just go in random order. Kampachi is from eleven, and we got um, Yachiru. Yeah. Oh, Yachiru. Which I mean, you can't hate. You can't, you can't hate. hate. Her. Yeah. So, is Renji. Okay. What? Uh, Those are both very good ones. Oh, yeah. So, Hitsugaya, we got uh, Matsumoto. Uh, yeah. Good one as well. So, Mir- those those are top tier. Mayuri and Nemu. Top tier as well. Uh, Gen- Genryusai, and then. Um, top tier. Yeah. Oh, Yamamoto. Yeah. But, uh, Listen, this is all coming towards Momo again. So. Momo, we know, is the worst. <laughs> so I'm trying to think what's the worst. Be- uh, well, Gin Squad was. Um, oh, wait. Gin is. Three. Gin and who was his vice captain? He's Ru. Is yeah, it? Oh, he's like a million yeah. times. Eisen's was Momo. Yeah, it's which is the it, worst. We, so that's, I, we we've established Momo. We're trying to find rank two. It's gonna be Izuru. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I tell uh, you right now, it's gonna wait, be. Does uh, Ukitake have a vice captain? It's just the two kids that follow him around, right? His I almost his don't think he Shiba. had a vice captain. Yeah, his it was Shiba, uh, but Kain. it it is oh, yeah, Kain, it is Shiba, Rukia. Yeah. Technically, it is oh. Rukia. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she becomes. Vice I think captain? so. No, she becomes a full captain later on. She does take over his squad yeah. when he. Oh, that's not. Kamamaru's right. got the dude with the sunglasses. <laughs> we still don't know what happened. <laughs> his uh, explanation so, like, for that shit was weird. So, uh, in terms of what we actually see, all of the people we see, so the two worst ones out of everybody we see is Izuru the and, no, oh, not, it's not even Izuru. No, not it's Izuru. not even Izuru. Just objectively, I just don't like Izuru. Momo. It's so definitely Momo. Not oh yeah, Momo's bottom. But I'm saying we're trying to figure out the people above Momo, like barely above Momo, is fucking Soyfon's vice captain, dude with the sunglasses, and dude with the sunglasses, because we don't ever Just, see them and, do uh, anything. And, and the silver-haired girl from uh, Squad Four. She literally has never done anything. I but, like her though, so she she. I'll yeah. give her a pass. You just think she's hot. <laughs> she, <laughs> but she doesn't get fucked up like. Sam was saying she's not. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. in that fight. She's yeah, there, and but. it's just like uh, the, so. Yeah, it's weird because Bleach does a good job with its multiple mini characters, but they don't. Those yeah. three characters the power levels are just get out of, fucked. Yeah. Like yeah. they don't do anything. And you're well, yeah. This vice captain of the first squad fucking could, gets needed in Thousand like, Year Blood War. The, the but he at least was, gets a little bit of like, hey, he was actually really powerful. Yeah, those guys never get any of that. Because yeah. Genryu Genry is like, oh, he's like, oh, my friend. Those three vice captains get fucked. Yeah, that's a good point. And I would honestly say if you're Unahana's vice captain, you're probably fucking bonkers crazy. Yeah, I would like, say so as well. And if yeah. you're like related to anything, not related to Ukitake, but like you're related to anything in his squad, I would also put you in You're probably bonkers. pretty set. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at Rukia. Yeah. All right. Well, let's finish this fucking thing up and uh, move on, hopefully. <laughs> so we pick up the episode with Squad 3. Who is in a old school fighting arena, kind of like a coliseum, and they're all commenting how nobody actually uses them anymore. Mm. But Third Seat Kabune thought that since they have access to it, they might as well use it. We hard cut to a captain's meeting because it's not being in Soul Society without going to a captain's meeting. That's they do point. call it not a captain's meeting, but a captain's council is, I oh, think, the correct term okay. for it. Okay. Um, 
Amagai is... That's a way of getting, like, five of the captains be like, hey, we don't like the other ones, but yeah. we want to have you guys here mm-hmm. real quick. So Amagai is basically recapping things that had happened so far, talking about the restrictive current being reactivated, even though it was asked to be shut down. Mayuri cuts him off, telling him that this isn't the time to whine, so, uh, oh. you know, shut the fuck up. But he continues on saying that there's no cooperation between us, no strength, no unity. It's our most basic weakness. This leads to Amagai suggesting that they conduct joint training. Kenpachi squad is against it, of course. Oh. Ukitake speaks up, bringing up Gen, Aizen, and Tozen, saying that they each took advantage of our gaps in communication. Unifying the squads would make our squads stronger. It makes sense. We cut to Ukitake, Amagai, and uh, Chill Captain. That I can, Kiraku. Kiraku. Drinking. And Amagai is super drunk, of course. And he's upset that he didn't get a commitment for joint training. He thanks Ukitake for helping him out and then drinks some more and passes out. Classic. Ukitake then asks uh, Chill Captain what he thinks about Amagai. And he says, I like him, but it's a bit tough. I just hope his enthusiasm doesn't alienate the other captains. Mm. We go back to squad three, where Izuru just straight up asks Kibune at this point about going into the Kasumiyoji clan house in front of some of the other squad members, which is a pretty dick move. And Kibune just kind of laughs. He's like, well, don't be silly. It's like, I'm just a common soul reaper. I I wouldn't want to impose myself on such an aristocratic clan. And Izuru begins thinking to himself, like, am I mistaken? It's like, no, no, I'm sure it was him. Okay, yeah, he's definitely second captain. Yeah. Yeah, Second worst. And then just like every other time, a hell butterfly (laughs) appears saying they've detected Menos in the Serate. Of course. Why? So Squad 3 wants to move out without the captain in order to show the other squads just how strong they've become. (laughs) Uzuru says no, they should stay and wait for the captain. Kabune chimes in and saying, saying, no, Izuru, if we train properly, the squad will remember how to maneuver even without the captain. The others are confident that they can fight, but you seem to undermine them. That's not what I call leadership, Kira. It sounds like you don't think we can handle it. This riles up the other squad members who want to go, but Izuru doesn't say anything because he's an emo. And thus everyone turns to Kabune, saying, well, follow your orders, Kabune, because he can't even make a decision. Kibune turns to Izuru, saying, it seems your men have made up their mind. Will you support them or no? Izuru just kind of mopes, thinking... Then Kabune says, you leave me no choice, and runs off with the men. Did he, like, slowly back into the team, and everyone's, like, (laughs) high-fiving? Yeah. Yeah! He's just like, what's up? So we cut to some of the other squads now. They're running around Serate trying to find these Menos. They're running into each other. They're running into dead ends. We see Hitsugaya. He tells his men to go to their guard positions, as it's odd they haven't received any eyewitness reports. And then he takes off on his own. Miri sets up a sign, basically blocking one of the paths, saying it's highly unusual for Menos to step foot into the Serate. So I advise you to stay out of the way and let us take care of it. So they want the Menos for themselves. Captains are getting involved? Yeah. For Menos? They're supposedly supposed to be powerful, remember? Back in the day, some of the squads get to the reported spot of the Menos, but there's nothing there. Izuru runs after Kibune and the squad, uh, once again, telling them that that he thinks that they should stay put and pull back. Kibune says he should stop confusing the men with these contradicting orders. Izuru then grabs Kibune by the collar, saying, why are you about to fight him? Cut to Chill Captain, who is overlooking the Serate, getting a report from one of the uh, the ninja report guys. And the report guy is basically like, hey, there are now several conflicts between squads deployed in the field. He turns to Nanao, who says, well, want to head home? <laughs> and she says, but sir, Menos are in the perimeter. And he replies, mm, I don't know about that. So, oh. And then Hitsugaya shows up and he says, so you're having doubts too. We cut to Ukitake, who is informing the members of his squad, saying he believes it's all a ruse and someone is playing a trick on us. He thinks someone called the alarm. Someone provided false information. Everyone from captains, lieutenants, to average soul reapers all took the bait, uh, proving just how easy it is to trick the 13 core guard squads into chasing an enemy that does not exist. So the real question becomes who's responsible? Just then the head captain appears, and he says, oh. it was I. 
Whoa. And we go back to squad three where Izuru says, if my men continue to plan on pressing forward and then he puts his hand on his hilt, challenging Kabune. And just then we see the captain show up. Oh my God. Yep. And he walks up and says that he had a bit too much alcohol again. Sorry. And then he goes, by the way, Makoto, which is Kabune's first name. The squad doesn't vote on decisions. When I'm not here, Izuru will give the orders. Remember your rank. Ooh. And then Amagai apologizes to Izuru and says, next time you should take control. That's also. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Essay. So just then actual Menos begin appearing behind squad three. All the other squads begin rushing towards the Menos, trying to be the first one there. Oh, I'd hate to be on Kenpachi would right be now. so happy. So some of them run into like dead ends and they begin clogging up like the alleyways that are all of Serate. We go back up top with head captain in Ukutake and he says the five Menos you see, I created them myself using the tension tie. I wanted to study and see how each squad would react to my false alarm. Alas, it has gone as I expected. All that's left is to see how the new squad deals with the chaos. Amagai tells his men to just do as they've trained and nothing can stop them. Go to the other squads and tell them how we usually maneuver. I'll give the orders and then they all disperse. Which, uh, realistically, by the way, is horrible leadership because he didn't tell them what squad to go to. Oh, oh God. It's basically like when someone's dying on the ground and you just yell out, someone call an ambulance, and then nobody wants to do it. Oh, yeah, because that guy over there looked like he was yeah. going to do it. So he was on his phone. I saw him two minutes ago. It's horrible leadership. He then takes both of his blades out because he's a dual wielder as well. And he taps one of the blades like against the hilt of the other one. And it creates a sound wave effect and then emits a, basically a big green lightsaber out of one of his swords. Whoa. Which he then stabs into the ground creating a big ass like laser beam thing into the sky. Whoa. And then he shouts, sorry to do this to everyone. But from now on you'll have to do a squad three ass of you. The other squads begin falling back upon seeing this. And now that they've kind of spaced out, Amagai begins shouting orders to all the members of the squad to relay to the other squads what to do. As this is all happening, you see Thirsty Kabune. He's kind of up on one of the walls watching all of this happen. And you can see the kind of like red matrix shit flying down his thing. Like he's like recording it or I don't know what he's doing. What? He's got it's a, really he's, weird. He's got a handheld. It's basically red like Japanese text like do matrix effects down his thing. I don't know. That's creepy. Uh, we see the head captain and he gets the report that all of the Minos have been destroyed after following the orders from the captain of squad three. He says, I see the proposed joint exercise will be carried out with my approval. So Amagai now has the approval to go ahead and start the joint training exercises. We go back to squad three and this makes them obviously very happy that once they got the joint training approval and they got the chance to show everybody how good they are. Then we get the classic bit where we find out once again that the captain was drunk the whole fucking time. Hey. We then finish out with Izuru. He's on his way back as he conveniently runs into Kabune who is all by himself in one of the courtyards and he... Izuru peeks around the corner and he sees Kabune uh, basically send out a hell butterfly all by himself. And that's the end of the episode to be continued. So he like sent that data somewhere else. That's episode 179 uh, for the record. And there is exactly 10 more episodes of filler Fuck. left after that. So, speculation. Mm -hmm. He is commissioned by head captain Yamamoto. Uh -huh. This uh, guy. Kab Kabudu, Kabune. Kabune. And he's a robot. Uh-huh. Because he's apparently Captain also created Man with the tension tie. Also created with the tension tie, which we just introduced, which can also create <laughs> fucking Menos somehow. Well, fuck. Like, but before you continue, think how dumb everybody in the Soul Society is. Hey guys, we have Menos in Soul Society, and everybody is just like, yeah, they must be here somewhere. You would see a Menos. They're, They're giant. You would see yeah. it from a mile away. You would see like. We and have they spiritual they, pressure. They scream when they yeah. come out. So it's like yeah, you would hear like, a menace. The fucking Saro, they're not walking out. <laughs> <Sarah>. <laughs> like, it's oh, so it's, unbelievable. It's, 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 it's pretty red outside tonight. Yeah, they should have yeah. <laughs> just said hollows. Like I don't know why they specifically went to menos. Exactly. Like, if it was just hollows, it's like oh yeah, they're they're, yeah. they're down there in the forest. They're somewhere out here. 
Minnows are the biggest fucking thing you can pick. And it's like everybody's running around like they're going to be around the corner. Like, yeah. no, dog, if they were there, you would see them. There's five Hello? skyscrapers walking around. <laughs> <laughs> they're taller than any building. The, in the only Sarate. excuse I would give is for one squad who is on the direct opposite side of the giant mountain that's in the middle of Sarate. Yeah. That's the only squad that gets the. Did you see okay. it? <laughs> what? That, but that they mountain? Only get that nah, okay that, for about five minutes where they run to the yeah, angle to they see. Yeah, they their ass yeah. over there. It's stupid. It's so dumb. Yeah, okay. How, Yamamoto. That was a good joke, but then he summoned them. He's like, "Hey, so you guys yeah. didn't get it? Now finish the job, damn it!" Was well, like, yeah. what do they think was happening to the menace the whole time? Like, where where was it? I don't I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> but it, again, you have that the sarrows, the screeching that you just yeah. you can't get away from there. It's all there. That's yeah, that's stupid. They didn't think this one through. So, what is your that. conspiracy theory? Kibuni's uh, robot created by head captain, head captain and he's using that to test. All oh, the, the captains, because mm. he thinks Izuru is being a little pussy ass bitch. <laughs> uh, so it just comes back down uh, towards Izuru. So the head captain hates Izuru as well. Pretty much, he's like, <laughs> "You got to get your shit together." Yep. And then I'm a guy. Mm-hmm. I thought we were gonna get a fucking badass lightsaber as Ampakto right there. No, no, he uses it to fucking talk to people. Yeah, I don't yep. know. They don't explain what his power. We don't get the classic bleach like, "Here's what my power does." Yeah, he d- just d- does it, and then it's like, so they can hear him. Like, I would or be he's yelling he's a loudspeaker. Really loud, yeah, he's, but he's like see, Dumbledore when he puts Mike the. Is the fucking great. <laughs> he's gonna put his sword to his neck and be like, "Silence!" Oh, that would be cool. Like, oh, you smoke a little too much. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I could, couldn't drink, so I switched <laughs> to smoking. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. I got nothing after that. That's you gave yeah. me that based off the menos. Because I'm also no one sitting here think, oh yeah, head captain Yamamoto, you can make a uh, hollows. That's weird. And yeah, they don't show Momo during this whole time. So she's awful. <laughs> she's just hating herself somewhere. It, but like canonically, she's crazy. So uh, oh yeah, that's right. Right, she's, I forgot she was like, like she's locked she was cuckoo, up. Yeah. So yeah, I guess at this time we're still following the rule that she's in jail. She's just in cocoa puffs. But I wonder if they had a meeting and they're like, this is going to be by far the worst filler arc you've ever made. With the exception of the Ichigo mom part. Do you want to add Momo to counter this? No, we <laughs> nah, want it to be nah. decent. Like, <laughs> oh. If she comes in in the last 10 episodes, I, I want out. I want they to have, leave. I, I would imagine. Well, mm, no, maybe they mentioned something to her, but that's about it. Maybe not. Maybe they don't want to pull that out, you know. Because she's pulled just in a padded room out. going, Mr. Eisen's still alive. He's still out there. Well, he is still alive, and we know that. He was oh, just, it would have been – oh, they missed an opportunity. They should have put the new captain as Aizen's captain, yeah. and then they could have had a nice moment with Momo where, like, the where captain – Where she stabs him constantly. Where, like, the captain turns out to be bad, obviously. This is where this filler arc is oh, going. she's mm-hmm. devastated. And then she's, like, pissed that he's, like, ruining Aizen's squad, and then she comes out and beats his ass. I hate her. Don't give that her. That would have been a good moment. <laughs> give her a redeeming she quality. Even have to, obviously, Ichigo's going to save the day. So she doesn't even have to be the main one to do it, but she should, like, come in and, like – Injure him, yo. I would prefer a running gag of like, hey, I'm Aizen's re- replacement. And she's like, no, you're not. And just <laughs> constantly trying to kill him. The guy's just try- like a really good guy. Not a bad guy in any way, shape, or form. I'm a guy can be fucking off over here. The really good guy. And she just keeps trying to kill him. And that's the entire season. Or I'd rather watch that. We call it a day. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hits a guy. He's ruining that, dude. Yep. <sighs> Do not hurt my friend. Yeah. <laughs> fucking mo. Let me use my useless bonkai and then fucking do nothing and protect her. And whoa, whoa, whoa. But when, he, but when he does use that bonkai. That got retconned. We know damn well that was not how good he was. <laughs> like, he cannot be playing that game. He hold was on. Playing the entire hold on. Time. Let me turn 18 all of a sudden. <gasps> yeah. So 
when I the last time I remember seeing like a bleach count, like an episode count, mm. it was like three seventy three eighty. I think it's about yeah, right. Yeah, that's about right. So that's thousand year blood war arc, or is that that's, end no, of no, no, Moon? no, that's, that's where it's three seventy three eighty is like the end of yeah. the series, like now. Fullbring. How would they know how many episodes Thousand Year Blood War? I would think it was going off chapters. Do you remember how many chapters <laughs> Thousand Year Blood War? <laughs> no, I don't. No. I don't know. So a good bit, though. Thousand Year Blood War is pretty hefty. Yeah, it is. I remember well, the fight. It is hefty until all of a sudden it's not. It's hefty for the don't. first half. <laughs> 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 well, the fight against the the Stern body of, the body of the Soul King guy, mm-hmm. um, the one that gets big. Uh huh. The Viking. That the Viking just, did. that's a long fight. That is a <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that one took fight. way too long. I think long. that's like fucking four chapters yeah. like, You know when those on YouTube where they splice all the fights together? Yeah. That's yeah. going to be like 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, like, God. I watched it, and I'm like, oh. And it's just going to have to be uh, captains versus this guy. <laughs> just, yep. It's so insane. So many people show up. It's like, And it's just the same, ha, ha, yeah. ha, music. And like, okay, wow, we're getting really dramatic for the full 40 Ooh, minutes. That's going to be one of the good things about Bleach Comeback. I hope the we get music. new soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, because be they cool. always use different soundtracks. They did the different one for Soul Society stuff. Then Huecamundo had its own flair. Oh, and this I is like Sternritter's what, like German stuff? Oh, so. yeah. dude, we get the fucking tank song. <laughs> that would be so good. You I, get people playing in Lederhosen's and stuff. Dude, I'm I'm getting like okay, asterisk was the first yes. opener, God tier like that is mm. still one of my favorite like I have it on my Spotify. If they come back with some fire ass fucking track as their opener yeah. for Thousand Year Blood Dude, War, I can't I'm wait. Gonna be you more know they're happy. gonna release it yeah. right before they're gonna Johnny be like, Yamada Virtual Bluesman. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we have to hook that up. We have oh. like, have you guys gotten an opener yet? Hey, Kubo. Yeah, <laughs> like I got a deal for you. He, they're probably gonna do something like Asian Kung Fu Generation, probably. But if That's it's like a, safe. if yeah. it's like a blues band kind of thing, and it's that kind of vibe, I'm fine with ending. But it's like Bleach get her, is get her boy the ending. Bleach is so good about like yeah, the endings are always them like in like cool clothes, yeah. like yeah. hanging out, like so the like, original Bleach, like the aesthetic of yeah, Bleach. Yeah, like, I think it works oh. so well. I love that thing. Like there was one of the, the endings when we did clothing. the uh, the ending where everybody, even the like, spotter and like casual yeah, clothing, yeah, they're like, wearing like normal t-shirts stuff. and stuff. That's it's cool. cool. It's really well done. They always do a good job. Yeah. yeah. That's, okay. That's the bleach we need. Yeah. All right. Well, let's call it. That's been the uh, We Hate Momo podcast. It did uh, derail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Be sure to leave a like and subscribe. Flicker the off the on YouTube. Flicker off the table. Uh, if you're there watching on Spotify or any of the other places. Him uh, too. Hard it or something. Yeah, fuck both those guys, honestly. Oh, he's, a, he's the one with the broken base. We'll see you guys next <laughs> Saturday for a new episode every week. Hopefully, next week will be the last of the Captain Amagai arc. <sighs> Hopefully. This is painful. We'll see. It'll either be a really long episode or I will skip over a fuck ton. Oh, boy. I'm just saying you you just signed yourself up to watch <laughs> 10 <laughs> shit filler episodes, Jump to Zuka, we'll see. and all the other shit. It's four episodes longer than normal, but we'll oh, see. Lord. Thanks for watching. We'll see you guys next time.
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.